Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I guess we can start with the, uh, with the slap her around the world. That's what everybody's <laughs> talking about today. <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, where where were you when that happened? I was uh, I was in my kitchen drunk. Mm. It's a good place to be. And then I saw it. Yeah, I saw it, and uh, and I I hit up, I hit up my homegirl, and I was like, "Yo, did you see this?" Like. <laughs> I didn't think it was real at first. And then I looked back at it. I was like, I just was laughing, sending a voice note to my own girl. Just, just saying like, yo, Will Smith just smacked the fuck out of Chris Rock. <laughs> bro. And I, I was think, laughing uncontrollably, I think, bro. I don't think nobody, like, nobody believed it was real until he starts spazzing. Like, because like, was Viv was like tripping for like 30 minutes, bro. <laughs> like, but what tripping. threw me off about it, what threw me off about it was he laughed first. Like he was laughing at the joke. Right, right, right. That's why I was like, man, it's corn. Yo, what up? Right now I'm out ATVing in the rainforest with a group of high level entrepreneurs. I'm a seven-figure entrepreneur. My mentor, Nehemiah Davis, eight-figure entrepreneur. Listen to me, y'all. And I don't even want to put him in a box. I know you teach 99 ways how to get into real estate, how to use OPM, but this man is going to teach y'all just entrepreneurship, period. How to get in the game, stay in the game, and get that six and seven figures, man. This man constantly investing in himself, putting himself in rooms. This is why he's on that next level. This is why he's been making this uh, type of impact for so many years, but now that man coming out, and helping y'all do it. So I'm, when Blake said, yo, I'm about to go crazy, I said, I, I'm looking at it. So listen, if y'all interested, getting your money right, right? Getting your time back and be able to scale and grow your businesses, ask the CEO, Blake, don't, I'm telling y'all, don't even look, don't look nowhere else. When you told me the 99 ways though, peep this, I never heard nobody say 99 ways. Right. I heard about one. You heard a couple. Two, three, four, five max. 99? 99. <laughs> yeah, okay. Y'all Crazy, y'all. But hey. I really don't. 99 ways? It's impossible to fail. Most important thing y'all can do is get in the room. Will Smith, he was laughing at the... He laughed at the joke first. Right. And he was having like... It sounded like... Well, it looked like he was having a hearty laugh. And then the camera panned back to Chris Rock. 
And then this thing, you know, he walk up there and he just. <laughs> and to me, to me, I was like, man, that's corny. I get it. But I'm like, you you was you was doing the hard TV laugh at first, like the <laughs> like big open mouth at first. That's the only reason I thought it was corny. So so you so you think he's wrong because of the laugh? No, I don't think he's I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's right or wrong. I, I'm not I'm not ever gonna tell uh-huh. nobody what to not do about they about they lady, especially your wife. Not even like like your girl, but your wife, it's different. Exactly. Yeah, so I ain't exactly. saying he wrong. I'm just saying just go up and smack why why the laugh first? Like I feel like like I feel like he laughed, like ha ha. Just for the for the moment and the looks and stuff, and then I think he looked back and seen Jada went and laughing, and then went. Yeah, yeah, because bro, I, go. I think so too. Bro, go back and just look at look at the footage, bro. He's laughing, having a hearty laugh. She's behind him. She ain't laughing. You don't see Will get up. The camera pans back to to Chris Rock. That's why I think he was like. And she was like, get him. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the laugh definitely had had me like, oh, wait, wait, what just happened? Because he was chilling. But I did see from the jump that Jada was like, mm. but it still never felt slap worthy. <laughs> it still like, didn't feel that way. Like, <laughs> But it was just it was just it was just the it was just a straw that broke the camel's back, man. Cause they Will's been Will's been Will's been getting it from all sides, pause, for like a long time, bro. Yeah. So I don't think it was a joke. I just think it was just <laughs> I just think it was just a bunch of I think he just tired, bro. And he just let it out. Cause they yeah. think a lot of times That's like what... when you spazzed in the past. I know me at least. It don't be the it don't be the thing right there that made me spaz on the past. It be like a whole bunch of shit, and then it's this one little thing. It's like boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, that's the first thing I said. I was like, man, my dog been going through a lot this past <laughs> year too. And then look, this was even this was even before I knew Chris was talking shit the last time, the last Oscars. He um, came on, he came on stage. Uh I don't even know if you know this or not, but Jada was trying to boycott the Oscars. Chris Rock got on stage and was like, Jada boycott not no, don't don't like don't judge my impression. But <laughs> Jada boycotting the Oscars is like what did he say? He said something about Rihanna, uh, me not going to Rihanna's bedroom. And he was like, I wasn't invited in the first place. <laughs> like, so it's been like a <laughs> it's been it's been like a thing, bro. And then, then of course, that. too, then too, she dealing with stuff physically. So it's like, you don't know what's going on at the crib. So he he was like, Man, I'm I'm protecting my lady. Like you said, that's that's his wife, bro. Yeah, that's why I said, hey, 
I ain't never gonna tell nobody. Yeah, however any man chooses to take up for his wife or defend his wife, he's right. Right, right. I just, I just said it was corny. I to laugh know. at the joke and then go smack at the joke that you just laughed at. That's what I say is corny about it. Well, Nothing man. of the. That, that's that's it. And then it and then it sucks too that uh that that's like gonna be like the two instances like that's his first Oscar. Right. So it's right. like damn, like the Oscar's gonna be like with the with the slack. Like you remember Denzel's Oscars <laughs> for training day, right? Right. Everybody knows, right. everybody remembers Hallie looking fine in that dress. And it was like, but you know, even though I haven't seen the movie, I've seen the scene, but you still know that Hallie's Oscar was from the movie Monsters Ball. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to remember that Will got this movie, I mean, this Oscar from King Richard. Yeah. They going to know he got the Oscar with the slap. <laughs> and I, I feel I feel bad for uh for Regina, for uh Amy Schumer, and for Wanda. Cause they killed it. Uh, I ain't, ain't watch. Ain't no I I watched it, of of course. Uh, of course yeah, I watched you got it. to <laughs> tuned in. Yeah. Uh, but. But it was it was good, bro. You know the it only thing that I wish would have happened. I wish like, <laughs> and I know Chris Rock. He was just so thrown off, like it ain't. But it showed his professionalism because he kept the show rolling. He was a little baffled, like. But I was like, if he would have said something, <laughs> if he would have said something like, "Gosh, Will, if you this angry in March, I don't want to see you when August comes." Oh. Like if he would have said something like that, hey. <laughs> hey. if he would have hey. said something like hey, that, man. <laughs> hey, that would have been about, ultimate. About, like, like hey, right about, after you get slapped, <laughs> if he would have had the wherewithal to say that, bro, I would have been like, bro, he the goat. We not gonna skip past your genius though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Hey man, all 2022, we giving flowers, bro. It was so we not gonna skip past what you just did just now. Wait, hold on. This man does it all, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a Swiss Army knife, bro. Hey. Hey, Chris Rock said, what that boy say? He say, tonight we're here to give out documentaries. <laughs> He was baffled, bro. <laughs> he was baffled. He was a lot of baffled. But but at the at the same time though, like I was gonna post something about it on social media, but with certain stuff, I'd be like, why do I need to post about it? The rest of the world's posting about it, and I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Like me just posting something either L O L N or make a a funny meme about it or a real like I be mm. like I'm seeing a bunch of people using like 
And I get it. It's content. They using like the slap. Like one of my homeboys, he's a, he's a, he does a taxes. Like taxes is his thing. And he said, and he has like mm-hmm. Chris Rock and he got like entrepreneurs over Chris Rock. And then it got Will Smith walking in up and over Will Smith. It says like uh, that unexpected tax bill from the IRS, like slapping them. Like <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of people using <laughs> using yeah. that stuff. But but then I'll be like, man, I'm I give I give information and game on my page. I'm like, I ain't about to. I'm gonna leave that to yeah. like the shade room and stuff. Cause certain yeah, stuff I'll be I, like everybody like everybody's talking. Like I get the I get the interaction and, and social media and the engagement and wanting to be in on the conversation and stuff, but I'm just like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one out. No, and my I, own I boy just, and li- what'd you say? No, I was saying I literally did a post and delete last night. I posted Go Will in my stories and then, I, and then I deleted it like instantly. I was like, nah, bro, get up. Don't do that. Get out of there. And my homie, he put up on his story, which is true, which is true. Even though we're sitting here talking about it today, I just like, it just happened. It's something to talk about to start off the pod. <coughs> Excuse me. But my homie, he put up on his story, he says, two types of people. And I and I agree and disagree with this. He says two types of people today: the ones getting to the money, the ones discussing Will and Jada, that ain't bloggers. Pick your side. Let's get to it. So he's basically like, there's people getting to the money, and there's people sitting here talking about gossip. I'm like, that is true, but at the same time, sometimes not that I dislike his posts, but sometimes I dislike stuff like that. Like, dang, you can't do both. You can't get to the money and talk about <laughs> and talk about Will and Jada. Yeah, yeah. Like I be hate when the people be like trying to shame, shame the the uh the non-entrepreneurs or shame the the people that ain't like making a whole bunch of money because they talking about the the current event of the day. Like, I ain't talking about Will and Jada. I'm I'm right. getting to the money. I ain't <laughs> <laughs> like you can't you can't take five minutes out of your day and talk about Will and Jada and still get to the money. And look, trust me, trust me. They talking about Will and Jada. Trust me. <laughs> Cause you can't not do it. So so they sneaking off to the Like side. I know if I, I know if I hit him up and I know if I hit him up to meet for happy hour or something today, he's gonna be talking about Will and Jada. Like I know mm-hmm. for a hundred percent fat, bro. Yeah. He's gonna be like, bro, you see that shit? <laughs> he should be like, nah, bro. I was getting to the money. <laughs> nah, dog. I missed it. But yeah, it's it's a moment in time, bro. That you kind of gotta you gotta take your own moment to respect it. Maybe not the whole day, but you, it's impossible. That that is gonna go down in history, though. Like that's that's on Will Smith's legacy. Like that's that's in the that's in the um the highlight reel. Like if it's if that's gonna be a highlight of Will Smith, it's gonna be Fresh Prince, it's gonna be Independence Day, it's gonna show men in black, it's gonna show it's gonna show 
pursuit of happiness. <laughs> and then it's gonna show like, but this this last tail end, and that's why I'm like, that's why that's why I was like, I wish the smack didn't happen how it did, because this tail end of Will Smith, it ain't been looking good. Mm. It's just like the worst, the worst, the worst. Cause you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Will Smith. Or mm-hmm. was. I say, you know, for the last like couple years, I've been hating Will. Like Will Smith is getting on my last nerves. I'd be like, why don't him and his family shut the <laughs> fuck up? I won't even say him. It ain't been him. I, yeah. I don't know, bro. From the outside looking yeah. in, it just be like Jada, Jada putting that man through it, bro. Cause she the Dang. one always talking. She the one made that man get up on that stage and <laughs> slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. But but, like, it, oh. but it, that's what I'm saying. It, it's just a it's just a buildup of him feeling certain ways of everybody talking about. And he even said up on stage, like in this business, in the business that he's in, you gotta just be cool with people talking about you and laugh about it like it don't matter. And then people only talk about them the way they talk about them because Jada's always talking about them. Right, right. That's the only reason people talking about him, bro. Because Jada, all, Jada's always talking and putting all their business out there constantly. Yeah, yeah. You ain't never heard Will Smith say nothing about nothing till he basically got forced to because of Jada's talking and yeah. he. He never, he never came with any details. Like anytime he would talk about their relationship, it'll be like super positive and motivational and like a, a lesson. He'd be like, you know, what me and Jada had to learn is I can't make her happy. Yeah, people you know, be stuff like that. But he ain't and, like- and and it would be some real game because certain stuff he would be exactly. saying would be true. But then she just keep on yapping and yapping and yapping. And it gets to the point where Will got to start talking about they they uh personal stuff that should in my in my belief system stay in the house. I'm like, you got a relationship with somebody and a marriage with somebody. I'm like, don't everybody outside of y'all two need to, you know, need to know about that. You feel me? And then and then on top of that, it's like uh it's like uh it went from giving the the good advice in the game, like you said, to the point of where they sitting at a red table and pounding each other up and saying, bad marriage for life. I'm like, man, what the fuck is y'all doing? Yeah. Like, bro, they really pounded, they really pounded and said, like, made a play on the I bad know. boy song and said, bad marriage for life. Like, yeah, it got bro. to that point just because she won't shut up, bro. Yeah, that was painful for me to watch, and and it and it hurt when I saw them pound up with the bad marriage. It hurt my soul to see that man for real, for real, because he was already so, looking crazy the whole time. Yeah, and he just had to take take that on the chin, like one hit after the next, bro. And show yeah. me something else too. Chris Rock can take a punch. <laughs> That was all he said was, oh. <laughs> and and Chris Rock got uh 
And he had on slippery shoes. <laughs> Come on, you know them shoes ain't got no grip. <laughs> I've always wondered why they made like dress shoes like that. Like, why is it illegal to have grip on dress shoes? Just in case you gotta get your James Brown on. <laughs> you, <laughs> you never know, John. You never know what the night gonna call for, man. But you can, but you can still get your James Brown on. Chris Brown be doing it. Hey, Chris Brown to do it in bands, blazers. Don't ever talk to me about the the unicorns of the world <laughs> where the rules don't apply. The rules, Brown no rules apply to Chris Brown. No rules apply to Drake. No rules apply to any of these people. The gen, the but, gen but, pop. But the other, how I said the Will Smith stuff, I thought it was corny. Like the way he did it after laughing, you know, I thought it was not corny at all when he was like apologizing. He apologized to like the show. He did not apologize to Chris Rock. Yeah. I was like, yeah, stand on it. Not at all. Yeah. Ten toes down. But the business mind, but the business mind kicked in though, because I was like, all right, what if this was staged? Or even if it wasn't staged, I'm like, I, I know it wasn't. I'm just saying the what if. Like, that's what my mind went to. And then I was like, even outside of the what if, like, they can really make some, a lot of money off of this. I bet, I bet, let's just, I don't know when, Chris Rock coming to the red table to talk. I don't know if he'll watch come it to the happen. Red table, watch it but- happen. Chris Rock I, I is going to sit down at the red table with Jaden. Why? Like like the god like the godfather. <laughs> Bro, it's going to be a, it's going to be an episode. Just remember, just remember when I said this on um, March 28th, 2002. I said Chris Rock is going to be at the red table. They're going to get a whole bunch of views and make a whole bunch of money off of it. Just remember it, and then when it happens, we gonna flip back to this, and I'm gonna say, "Told you," <laughs> and I'm gonna get the post it. They gonna be, and they gonna like it. They gonna be like, "He did say that. He did say that." I'll be like, "I did." Nah, I don't see a red table talk. I see. I was saying last night. I see within the next few days, maybe a week, Will coming out and apologizing to Chris. I see that. Red table talk, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared to have Chris Chris Rock on red table because Will gonna be sitting there like, you better. You, ooh, you nah, better nah, no, no, nah, nah. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be Will and Jada. I mean, uh, Chris and Jada. Oh, the daughter ain't gonna be there. The granny ain't gonna be there. <laughs> I don't see it, bro. Oh well, I, I do. Okay, okay. If if that is the case, Will gonna be off camera, ready. Ah, he got ready to be to there. Protect, he got to be ready there. to protect his queen. 
<laughs> and, and the thing that I didn't like neither, because you know I've been watching that show Bel Air. Will right. Will on Bel Air can fight. Like Will on Bel Air would have decked him. I'm like, come on, Will. This <laughs> like why? <laughs> Like Will on Bel Air would have bet them and been hitting them on the ground and stuff. Like it really would have been too a- much, too much. Look, Will is a repeat offender of the slap and laugh. <laughs> Let's not forget what well, he that did one on the time red he slapped carpet. though. That, but that was that was like self defense though. The dude tried to kiss him. I know, but he slapped him and laughed. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> He's a repeat offender of the slap and smirk, bro. <laughs> and that's yeah, the most bro. disrespectful thing. Well, the second most disrespectful spit. thing you can do. Yeah, spit's first. Spit like you spit first on somebody. And then slap his second. Like somebody yeah. spit on me? Like, I, I don't know, bro. I might be willing yeah, to risk bro. it all. You just see red. Nah, I don't think I. Me now, at who I am now, I don't think I would. I don't think I would go red and risk it all. Just because I be think like, yeah, me and my homeboy, we had a, we had a conversation about this, not about the spitting, but there's certain stuff that he's willing to put his life on the line for that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm not down to die for this. Like I got, I got stuff to do and accomplish, and yeah. great things to be, and people to be here for, and stuff. So, so the example he used was our mamas. He said, if, if, uh, if a particular, I ain't even gonna name drop who he's talking about because I don't want no smoke. But basically, it was like if, a, if a super powerful individual came up and slapped your mama. What would you do? And I said, I probably wouldn't do nothing because the the blowback from my retaliation, I might get killed. So I'm like, I would hope my mama could <laughs> could could survive one slap. Like she gonna be all right. He was like, Nah, bro. Like, I don't care who he is. I'm 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 about to die. I'll die over that. I'm like, What is that proving? You think your mama wants you to die over her getting slapped? Yeah, that's real. When you, when you put it that way, that's that's real. She gonna be like, yeah, yeah, I got or, slapped, and he 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 loved me. He died for that. No, the rest of her life is about to be miserable because you chose to die over her getting slapped. Yeah, and then being being a mother. She gonna be blaming herself, taking up for her her son. Yeah, like maybe I shouldn't have been there in the first place. It's my fault. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's my fault. My son ain't here. And so I'm like, bro, there's certain stuff now to to certain life experiences that I've experienced. I'm like, I want to experience them again mm-hmm. <laughs> and on bigger levels and be here for people. And this dude, he got a he got a daughter and a wife. I'm like, so you would just leave your daughter and your wife cause your cause your mom and your mama cause she got slapped. Hey man, this is some stuff principle, bro. I'm like, I've been knowing niggas dying for years off of principle. 
Right. Like too many. So this so this is my question. This is my question. Where where does it start to shift into risking it all? Like if a slap won't do it, would like like a kick or attempted murder or assault? It got like, like a like a life or death situation. Like even like even take even take last night for example with Will and Jada, it be um. There's so many men that have gotten in terrible situations where they've gotten extremely physically hurt because they woman didn't shut up. I know we all know chits and seen dudes that get in fights they ain't want to get into because they woman chose to get into it with somebody. In a public place. And he like, damn, I got to do this now. Yeah. I don't seen people get put like I don't seen I don't seen a dude for real. He was leaking out. It was scary, bro. He was leaking out his out his um ear and he was having a, sh- a seizure on the ground in a parking in a parking garage. Because his chick chose to get into it with somebody. Yeah. That's why I'm so then, so about, then, uh, prevention. <laughs> but you can only prevent to a certain level. Imagine if your lady she drunk or something, and she get into it with somebody, and then the dude disrespected. Then you as a man, you ain't got no, you ain't got no choice. Like it, like you can only prevent I, stuff that you do. You can't prevent stuff that others do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like taking it a step further. So, like, like for example. This is a super minor scale, but if I see a sketchy dude or like a a dirty, just maybe like drugged out dude on the street or whatever coming towards our direction, I'm going to move Viv (laughs) away from that situation before it unfolds. Before he possibly... No, no. Not at you all. just said if you see Not a sketchy all. dude, what makes a dude sketchy outside of just a dude? Like he's like like walking down Hollywood and he's like, fuck them all. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like, bro, LA is crazy, bro. No, like I, I know. probably see way more out here than you have. So I'm gonna be like, all right, I see this man a <laughs> hundred feet away. We just gonna move around. So we ain't gotta deal with that. So, but I, but but the but the 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 examples that I'm using though, it's not it's not the the guy with mental issues walking down Hollywood Boulevard with no shoes, no socks, screaming, "Fuck them all! Fuck them all!" (laughs) You you know who I'm talking about? (laughs) I know exactly who you're talking about. Every time I'm on Hollywood, I see at least fifteen of them. I'd be like, "Fuck, Hollywood's a, is a is a scary place. It ain't like what you. So I, I stay, it ain't like what you think, I bro. I stay away. I stay away. He walking. He walking right on the stars, <laughs> bro. I see. I'm cool. Man, I, I was, I, <laughs> I was, I was telling you earlier before we start recording about the dude that I met at the bar last night. What the the yeah. reason why I was drunk in my kitchen when I saw the the Will and Jada stuff? Because mm-hmm. this dude he gave me an extra drink. You know, every Sunday I go steak Sunday. Mm-hmm. I get my steak. 
And I get two old fashions. That's the that's the routine. Go home. I meet this dude. We we having a conversation. He tells me he gets he got five jobs. I'm like, you got five jobs. You asked earlier, you was like, he got five jobs or like five streams of income. I was like, nah, bro. He got you said he got five. <laughs> he got five jobs. And then I basically uh I basically just gave him some game on like how he can get no jobs or just have the one job. And I guess he was appreciative of the game that I told him and he enjoyed the conversation. I'm about to leave. I just paid for my stuff. I just signed the receipt and stuff. I'm getting up. He said, hey, my man, get, get him one more old fashioned on me. I was like, ah. And them old fashions are strong, bro. So it was like that. Yeah, for sure. That one little that that two to that three. I was like, ah, all right. And then, <laughs> but I felt like I, I felt like I had to take it. Like that's rude tonight. That's rude to not take like you. You know, like alcohol. Etiquette, like you can't be yeah, like you, you have to. Yeah. So and then and then once he brought it, I couldn't be like, nah, you just drink it. Cause I saw the whole dinner and he was a he was a pretty buff dude too. I saw he only had one old fashioned the whole time. So I'm like, I know he ain't about to drink it. He had he had a steak, he got three lobster tails and like four sides. And he ate it all. <laughs> so on top of that, I was like, man, I don't want I don't want to be uh, possibly disrespect disrespecting <laughs> this monstrous man. And then he was like this D line. And then he was like and then and then he he was uh it was his 40th birthday. He had just turned 40. I was like, oh, milestone. Mm. He's like, yeah, man, if I would have met you yesterday, I would have told you to come through. He was showing me, like, footage of where he had his birthday stuff at. and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. But his main job, he works at, I think he, I think he said his main job is the Marriott. Because I was telling him I was thinking about going to, to New Orleans this weekend until I, I didn't realize that the Final Four was in New Orleans. So I was Final like, Four, oh. yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to New Orleans because yeah. it's going to be. I guess I guess that would be the weekend to go if you're going for like turn because it's going to be turn. It's going to just be people. Yeah. And I just want to go eat. I want to <laughs> I want to sit in a hotel for two days, for two, three days, relax, sleep. One thing I like to do when I travel, I'll be catching up on sleep because, you know, me and sleep got like a. We be, we be tussling. Yeah. Catch up on sleep. I'm the same and, way. And eat. That's all I want to do. I want to go to like two nice restaurants a day, and just eat for them two three days, and go back to my room. I don't want to do the Bourbon Street and the, yeah. the turning up and the hand grenades and lucky chicks titties. And I don't want to do all that. I just want to eat. Just want to eat. Man, yeah, that that'd be a good trip. Man, I'm trying to think last time we went to when last time you been to New Orleans? Well, what was that like six years ago, five years ago? 
Nah, I want that. Twenty. Damn, maybe it was. Bro, <laughs> don't sleep on time. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you moved to LA? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, bro. Tommy Dang. Up. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Look, I've had I've had two moments this year where I realized time time is moving, bro. I talked to Joe on my birthday, and Joe was like, over 15 years. <laughs> I was like, hey, I have been knowing you for 15 years. And then I talked to McCall the other day. And then he said, what did he say? Yeah, McCall was like 10 years or something like that. I was like, man, this is crazy, bro. It's crazy. Mm. It don't feel like it at all. Yeah. But the dude, shoot. If Joe's known you for 15, then damn, I've known you for what I met you in 09. Bro, so we, we put... We pushing, we pushing some numbers of, of friendship. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we pushing but, some numbers, man. But the but the dude, the dude that I was talking to when I when I broke down, like the typical person, they think more work equals more money. Right, right. That's not the case at all. I've never seen nobody, everybody that I know that got two, three jobs, they struggling. Think about it, like think about that, bro. They'd be like, "Cause shoot, man, I got I got two jobs," and they and they wear the like, "I got two jobs," like as a badge of honor. Like I got two jobs. I, or thank God, speaking of Chris Rock, everybody hates Chris. Uh, Julius, uh, Pam. I don't know what her character's name was on Everybody Hates Chris, but Pam was his wife, right? <laughs> Pam would yeah. be like. She would always quit her jobs because she was saying, I don't need this job. My man got two jobs. And they was poor as hell. Yeah. So I'm like, in this dude's mind, he's like, man, I'm out here hustling. I'm getting to it. And I'm like, are you? I'm like, this is the combo we have. And I'm like, yeah, you really getting, you could be getting to it way more with way less work. It's like, you got this full time job. He basically got a full-time job and four part-time jobs. I'm like, why don't you, why don't you condense? I'm like, they obviously hiring you for something. Why don't you take that something and just and do it for yourself or as a as a side hustle? And then like maybe make it into a business. Like my homie, you know, Chris, Senegal. Mm-hmm. Chris. I can't remember exactly what it was he did for corporate, but he did something as far as like with railroad systems or something. Mm-hmm. When Chris quit his job, he started consulting railroad companies and training and what he used to do for the company. So he basically right. he basically quit and then just started coaching companies on mm-hmm. what his job used to be. I'm like, you could do yeah. something. Like I'm more than confident, I could probably go. I, I could probably go to to companies and have like sales trainings. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And and they'll and they'll pay. That's something you should think about, bro. Honestly. No, I don't like working. I'm cool. Uh that would be work. But, but I'm saying like not even on no, you know, people get paid the bands to pull up and what what they call them? Keynote, keynote speakers? Yeah. I would do something like that. Yeah, like I, I heard uh, I heard David Shans talking on his podcast and he was saying he did something for was it CarMax? Oh no, he went and spoke. He got paid to speak for somebody, but Shans, he doesn't do speaking events anymore. He used to. He was like, he doesn't do paid mm-hmm. speaking events. But I guess this one popped up and he was just like, uh, Okay, yeah. it's like 30 minutes. And he did it on Zoom. Like, it wasn't like a, mm-hmm. you got to catch the flight somewhere. And, but I think I remember watching the podcast when he talked about that. Yeah, but I'm not a, I'm not a fan of doing more, like, more work. It's like the combo I was having with him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could be, I could do a lot more things and make make some money somewhere, but I'm like, but that would really be taken away from my income because I would be having to take time away from the main thing. Right, right. Versus just putting all of that energy and effort into the main thing and running up a big bag with that versus taking energy off of it and then the bag gets, gets smaller. But then I'm like, yeah, but I got that bag and that bag and that bag and, and that one. Well, I'm like, this one can blow all them other ones out the water. Right. Right. Yeah, that's real. I was talking uh I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and I had mentioned you. Cause, you know, I was going through the steps. I was like, yeah, he finally convinced me to get into the educational space. And then I was just telling her, like, you know, she could think about doing the same thing with what she does. Everybody you know in LA is in the wrong business, bro. <laughs> you think so? I know so. Everybody's in the wrong business. And everybody you know everybody you know in LA, I won't say everybody. Majority of the people I've met in your friend circle in LA, majority of them have a uh, have like a, a high skill set. Like they're very mm-hmm. like they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. But but what they do is not scalable. Right. Right. And that was our conversation this morning. Yeah, so like take like take E for example. Like E dope E and Simo dope. Like I see them in person, then and then when y'all rented that mansion and stuff, and like really, really seeing seeing everything in like in real time, I was yeah. like, yo, I was like, yo, this is dope. But then how I'm thinking, and that's when I just got into the, um, I was freshly new in the educational space because I <laughs> sit down with E, and I said, hey, bro, look, man, y'all need to, <laughs> y'all need to get on this at the. <laughs> At the time, I had made like, I think like 60 something thousand in a month. 
like at the month mm-hmm. so far, it was like at 50 something or 60, 60 something thousand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, y'all need, y'all need to get on it. I was like, yo, this is dope. <laughs> but hey, look, if you could, if you could just tell people how how they can do this, because I'm like, I'm like, think of think of them hours. How many hours per day would you say y'all was on set? Because I remember we was getting there at like seven something in the morning and yeah. leaving at like eight at dark time. Yeah, yeah. Set the general rule of thumb for film days is twelve hours. So and I only came to set two days. Mm-hmm. So I was like. That's why I was like, ah, oh, this film life ain't for me. I was like, they here, they got here in the, <laughs> they got here when it was dark and left when it was dark, basically. And then this is the crazy part. Even a 12 hour day is, is pretty light depending on what your role is. Cause a lot of times, like let's say, let's say you hair and makeup, you might be there for 15 hours. You know, because you got you got to get there before everybody. You got to set up before yeah. the first person even come in. And then if you if you doing something with like like a show like like Winning Time, where you got you know afros and mustaches and covering up tattoos and all that type of stuff, you can't leave until the last person is gone. Yeah, and that that didn't make sense to me because y'all was leaving like certain people would be there. Like say Chelsea, for example. Chelsea mm-hmm. would be there at like eight o'clock, but didn't have nothing to do until two thirty. Yeah. I'm like, why don't why don't you just come at like two? Yeah, no, that's that's the industry. It's like we say, we say but that's dumb. That's dumb. But I'm just saying, why why <laughs> do we have why do if that's industry standards, like who's to say that that has to be the standard? Like say say it was your project, right? Right. You could be like, like you don't have to go by the, the what you say, hurry up and wait. You could be like, yo, this is stupid. Uh-huh. You, you don't have to, you don't have to shoot nothing until 2.30. Be here an hour before. Right. See, the, or the or only, if she got to do hair and makeup and stuff, you you ain't got to come on till two thirty. Come at noon. Like why she had to be there at eight? Yeah. Because this is this is what happens. This is what happens the majority of the time. Nothing goes as planned. So something may happen, and then you may like let's say you shooting two scenes in the day. And this is that's really a lot for real, for real. You don't you don't supposed to even do that. But just for example purposes, you may say I'm gonna shoot scene two and four, but then some may happen, or you may you may come you know have a Jesus meeting with the directors, cinematographer, uh, maybe the set designer, whomever, and then be like, okay, we actually need to shoot scenes four and two, four first before we get to two. That makes more sense. So if you have the talent on set, you're able to make those decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like that with everything, you know? Like if if, if you don't shoot till four, they're not going to ask you to get there at eight in the morning unless your, your hair and makeup take that long. 
But generally speaking, you're going to be there maybe four, three to four hours before you shoot, at least at the at the bare minimum. Got a dollar? All right, bet. Look, what if I told you that for that dollar, you can get access to every course training and ebook from a seven-figure entrepreneur? Information that has people having five-figure months, six-figure years, and firing their jobs. Then what if I told you for that dollar, you get an opportunity to be a 50-50 business partner with said seven-figure entrepreneur, where you literally get to learn while you earn. And then what if I told you for that dollar, you get additional training from other six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs. And this is all updated weekly. And then what if I told you for that dollar, a member within the community is given $500 each and every week. Does that sound like something that you're interested in? If so, go ahead, click the link, and join a community of like-minded individuals that's focused on getting to the bag just like you. For that $1, you can get access to the community for one entire week. After that week, if you like it, which I know you're going to love it, it's only less than a dollar a day after that. Literal pennies. We are showing people that it's crowded at the top. I'll see you on the other side. I guess I guess I just be saying like, I just be like, man, fuck the rules, man. I be like, new, like, let's make some new rules. Right, right. <laughs> let's make some new rules. Yeah. Who's, or if it's just stuff that I'm doing, I just be like, all right, this is, this is stupid. Like I tried to, uh, I tried to do the morning, the wake up. Oh, you gotta, if you want to be successful, wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> like the successful people do. I was waking up at 4 a.m. And I was like, all right, this might work for y'all. <laughs> that, that ain't me. And I get, you know, if you wake up at four, four to eight, you get that much more work done, productivity or whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Bro, I'm just waking up at four and I'm like upset that I'm <laughs> that I chose to wake up. Like, why did you choose to wake up at four? And then and then I don't be productive. Like I still won't start doing nothing till like eleven AM. So I'm like, I just got the whole seven hours wasted of just trying to figure something out to do. <laughs> Right. Instead of just doing my thing, then I push it back. Then I'm like, all right, this four ain't working. Let's do five. Nah, it's five ain't working. Need let's do six. Yeah. And then then I just got to a point where I'm like, bro, I'm gonna just wake up when I wake up and get what I need to get done. Done. And, and that's why I I've been doing the same thing. I've I've been waking up at just like weird hours though. Like today, I woke up at four. The other day, I fell asleep on the couch at like 7. So I was up at like 12.30. <laughs> so I was I was just like, man, I'm up. So, hey, my day done started. <laughs> like, nah, bro. I'm a, I ain't got no regimen, but. I, like after this, because I ain't sleep well last night, I'm going to go get me something to eat. I'm going to take a nap. But I'm just like. Take a nap. This, I just be like, man, it's just. I just feel like rules rules need to be broken. Especially if you know the game. Like, like one of my sayings. For sure. Like, one of my taglines, I'd be like, learn learn the rules so you can effectively break them. Learn the game so you can effectively mm. break the rules. So, I'm like, I'll learn the game. I'll learn the game so I can be like, all right, the game go like this. This is a flawed part of the game that can be done better. So, let's go ahead and break that rule in. Mm -hmm. Do it how I want to do it versus 
people just stick to the standards of everything. Right. Like old, old buddy at the bar, right. he's he's sticking to the nine to five, get another job, get another job, get. I'm like, all right, if, if we sit here and we actually take some time to observe the game, of you know what I call the 40-40-40 scheme, work 40 hours a week for 40 years or retire on 40% of your income, we know the game. Mm-hmm. And then we can just see everybody else around, like who's really winning. Is it the people that just go work more and work more and work more? All right, I know the game. Let's right. break the rules. I quit. I ain't doing that. And then I've come to find the less work that I do, the more money I make. Hmm. So I'm like, let's go ahead and break the rules. Yeah. I'm I'm a firm believer in, in in everything you just said too, and I be I be telling the same people, uh, not the same people, but I tell people when they have me have questions like about photography and filming and stuff like that, I'd be like I'm grateful I ain't go to film school, cause everybody that I know who who's gone to film school, they'd be like, man, the book said you gotta do it like this. <laughs> And I'd be like, nah. I'd be like, I ain't doing what makes the photo look good. What, what does exactly. it matter what the book said? So what, like, so what, hey. I, what I, what I do tell people though, I'd be like, like you said, learn the rules so you can break them. So like, like you said, like you were talking about, do what make the photo look good. Like there are certain things that you can do to set like a proper quote unquote foundation. But then that's just the foundation, and then you can do what you want. So it's just good to know it at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it and, ain't no and, like, yeah, man. And speaking of the book, bro, yesterday too, before I went to, to go get my dinner, I'm on a um I'm on a walking trail. I was uh, shooting some content on this walking trail in front of this tree. And this dude, he just comes and it's it'd be a conversation piece. I don't know why people choose to stop and have conversations with me when I'm filming the content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they always do because I guess it just looks out the norm to them because, you know, I have my tripod. I have my phone up on the tripod. I got my little microphone that go that hooks into the phone. And he walked up to me mm-hmm. and that's like, it's like a walking trail on this side. Then there's a bayou. Then there's a walking trail on the other side, so it's like mm. a big a big distance between the two sides of them. On the other side of the street, all the way back, all the way back, this stuff is this stuff got to be like two hundred something yards away, three hundred yards, mm. whatever. As a church, my microphone's pointed like my phone's there. He comes up, he taps me on my shoulder. I'm like looking back at my recording. I was shooting ads. He taps me. He says, "Can you hear him in the church?" I said, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Can you hear? Can you hear the microphone? Can you pick up on him in the church?" I'm like, "No, nah, this little bitty microphone is, is not <laughs> picking up on conversations 200 yards away in this church." So he's like, well, what are you doing? And I, I told him, I said, uh, I said, well, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm, I'm out here. I'm just filming some ads for uh, to advertise this community that I have. And he's like, a community? What's that? I was like, I, I, uh, I help entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs like 
reach their endeavors or basically just teach about entrepreneurship, right? Come find out. He said, oh, mm-hmm. I, teach a, I teach an entrepreneurship class at Rice University. I said, really? He said, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, but to be honest, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. You probably mm-hmm. know more than me. He said, I know. He says, uh, biology is my thing. I'm like, well, why the hell are you teaching an entrepreneurship <laughs> class at a, at a prestigious, like Rice is a good school. Uh, yeah, Rice is a great school. I almost went to Rice. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, that's my issue with school. That's why I'd be like, school's bullshit. Yeah. And the fact I that- I met he- the man. I met the man. I tell him I'm an entrepreneur and I have a community where I teach entrepreneurship. He says, oh, I'm a professor. I teach an entrepreneurship class at Rice University. I don't know anything about entrepreneurship, though. My thing's biology. Why the hell are you teaching an entrepreneurship class at Rice University? And then and then yeah, man. and then it just took me back because my thing, my thing on beefs that I had with certain teachers and professors in college would be I would be asking them if they did what they're teaching before. And they would say no. Like in college, I'll be like, have you done this? Or I, I was in a small business management class. I asked the teacher, have you managed a small business? No. What am I'm not coming to your class. No, then it would be I would find out if they take because you know certain classes you can get uh they take credit for attendance in certain classes. Mm. Then I will find out <laughs> do you give credit for attendance? No, you gotta earn your grades and earn all your all right, cool. I'm not I'm I'm never coming to this class. <laughs> I will show up on test days, test days, midterms, finals. That's mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, I yeah. can read out the book. I can read out the book on my own time versus 8 a.m. right after I just had a a 5 a.m. weightlifting session and conditioning and mandatory <laughs> breakfast. I could be sleep right now instead of like, <laughs> like in your class. Yeah. Like all the... Yeah, that's the only time I would show up in classes was if I felt like it was going to be like a difficult class where you need to have that relationship with the professor. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was that class that you failed that you had to come back for like a whole nother semester for one class? You went out on me, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. What was that? What was that class that you failed? Uh, that you had to come back for a whole semester just for one class. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was a finance class with Doctor V. Doctor v. v. I went to I went to every yeah. I went to every Doctor V class because I knew you failed it, <laughs> and I knew you didn't go to class. <laughs> And then when it came time to have that talk to, can you help me out? She said, you never, (laughs) I ain't even going to do a voice. She said, you never come, (laughs) 
fuck it, I'm gonna do it. She said, You she never come to it. class. I just remember, only thing I remember from her class, it was some dude that did something with the universe. I mean, the the universe, the government, <laughs> named Ben Bernanke. Like, dude. I don't know what it, I just know Ben Bernanke. That's the only thing I remember. I don't know what the hell he did, why he was important. I just remember it because of the way, Ben Bernanke. And I was just like, look, I know I know Jazz w- was in this class. He wasn't coming to class. He need he needed this class. He you needed that one class to graduate. That one yeah, single I did. class. I did. And she knew that and didn't help you out. So I was like, nah, I'm coming to every one of these classes, boy. I'm gonna be early. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm there. And I didn't, I didn't know nothing. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> there, I, bro, I did not know one single thing in that class, bro. I'm failing every test, and it was some, <laughs> and it was summer school. So you know, summer school's like a condensed. Uh, you know they they fit in everything mm-hmm. of a semester into a few weeks, and each class yeah. was like. And each class I'm in every single day is like four hours. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's tough right there, bro. I couldn't even handle her an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, because you know, summer school, them classes be long, bro. So I think I had her, I think I had her like, or that might have been a, yeah, that might have been a class that I had every day in summer school for like multiple hours per day. But that's then, right. And I failed, um, and I think we only had three tests. And that's what your grade was based off of, the three tests. It wasn't like we had assignments and it was, or maybe two tests. It was either two or three tests. And that's it. That's your grade. (laughs) You just made me think about (laughs) one day I came, I popped in that joint. I had been missing. For weeks, I popped in on test day. She handing out the test. Good morning. Good morning. She had me mine. <laughs> she rolled, she literally rolled her eyes, bro, when she handed me the test. I was like, what's that about? I ain't did nothing. Like, but what's crazy is how life life works. When I came back, because I had to wait a semester because Southern had budget cuts. When I came back for the semester that they had the class, I was still hooping, but now it was with the Trotters, and she Mm. was okay with me missing class. Because you was traveling. I still wasn't You was trotting the globe versus being right there on campus and just not coming. (laughs) Yeah, see, it's ego, man. It's ego with people, man. (laughs) She got to get over it. No, but I I had the relationship with a... Like, like, say if we had three tests, I failed. Not just failed, bro. Like, failed the fuck out like, of the out of the two. Like, bombing. yeah, like super bomb. Not like, not like where you almost got a D or something. And I needed a C <laughs> in the class. You know what I'm saying? It was one of them classes you need a C in, right? So I'm like, yes. So I'm like, not even, not even like D's or nothing or or high F's. Like it's like, bro, yeah. like I, I ain't get nothing right. Like, 
And I and I and it wasn't that I wasn't trying because I knew I needed to graduate. I just couldn't comprehend like nothing that they were talking about, bro. I even went, I even this is your what you degreed in, bro. I even met up with you one time, like for a study session or something. I was like, bro, can you help? He was like, I ain't got that's the class. <laughs> it was finance one-on-one. I was like, bro, can you help? You was like, Shh. I was like, bro, you just made me more confused. You what you didn't help with nothing. I'm like, bro, you have a degree in this, and this is 101. This is the introduction to what you have a degree in. You was hey, like, man. bro, I can't help Cause you. Because it ain't, it ain't real world. <laughs> it ain't real world, man. That's why. It ain't real world, dog. But, but, I, but I went to it, though, because I'm like, it's final. I don't fail the, the other one or two tests that we had. Bomb, bomb the midterm. Like, maybe got like a single percent. Eight percent on the mid, like bad, bro. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and I was like, asked if we can meet. And I was like, can can we? Um, I'm like, man, it's just, can we have like some one on one study sessions or something? Because I, I just need some help. <laughs> like I need a C in this class. You know, seeing I'm getting eight percent on these tests, and she was just like, don't worry about that. You'll you'll do fine. You'll do fine. I'm like, I, I like the encouragement, but I'm not gonna do fine. I, I like to have a positive mindset, but I have I have no proof of concept. My history's not showing that I'm gonna do fine. And like I I have to graduate. I can't come back here as a regular student. Like if I don't get this, I'm not gonna graduate, period. Like, cause of this one, this one class. Yeah. She said. Trust me, you'll. She just kept saying, "Trust me, you'll do fine, Blake. You'll do fine." I was like, "Doctor V, please, just listen to me." She's like, "You're not." <laughs> and then she looked me in my eyes and she said, "Blake, you're not going to fail. You will graduate, and you will be fine." I was like, "Okay." That's what he's waiting on. Okay. Hey, hey, them, them four hours a day, them four hours a day got your uh your voice on point. That <laughs> man got a whole character study over there. He, he, he killing it over there. Man, I closed like, my eyes, boy. I might think I met something. All, all she said, was, she looked, she said, you are, she said, you are going to graduate. You will not fail. You will graduate, and you will be fine. I was like. All right, then I double checked before I walked out the door. I was like, "So, so I'm graduating." <laughs> she was like, "You will graduate." I was like, "Bad." Well, she, she looked me in my eyes and was like, <laughs> <laughs> "There's nothing I, I can do experience. for you, bro." I literally look, <laughs> bro. I probably, I probably look like Will Smith in the eyes that day. And I think she started to get a little nervous. Her body language, <laughs> her body language was telling me that she was nervous, bro. Yeah. And then, and then that's that's when I was like, I right. like, cause literally, I started to get frustrated, mad, disappointment. Like the realism starts setting in, like, bro. <laughs> and then I guess like the way I was looking made her uncomfortable. And then seeing that she was uncomfortable, calm me down to be like, all right, you're doing too much. It is your fault. 
Just exit stage left. <laughs> like like classes like classes like that, bro. Classes like that, bro. I'd be like, man, they need I need to show up so they see my face every single class. I'm sitting in the front. I'm talking. I'm asking if we can have like study set. Can I come in after after hours? Like that's that's how I would be talking to her, Doctor V. Mm-hmm. What what time what time do you leave campus? Like, can I come by? Can I come by your office this evening, and we can go over this type of stuff? Even though we went, she'd be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have time, or we can't do it." I'm like, "Well, can can I? How seven a.m. sound? <laughs> like, if you can't do it after, can I come in early?" Uh, and just sitting up front, and I'm like, "I need this relationship." Like, you, like you need to see me trying. She was trying to get at her. <laughs> Nah, like you, you need to see the effort. Like she saw that I was putting in effort. Like even if I wasn't, which I was, yeah. but even if I wasn't even attempting to take in the information, it at least looks like I am because right. I'm there all the time. And I'm at, I'm raising my hand and I'm asking questions in class and don't even know what I'm asking. Just just asking a question just so it just seems like I'm like. Right. In it, and like I'm, <laughs> I'm here to learn. So she says something about Ben Ben Bernanke. So Ben Bernanke, why did why did he do what you just said? <laughs> he just be random too. Like did didn't Google go public today? <laughs> he just random. But but them relationships, them relationships. Is valuable, bro. Yeah. Same, same on this end, because in relationship, that's gonna, that's gonna who, that's who's gonna be looking out for you. I saw something. Who said it? I can't remember who said it. But it was basically like, like what would you? Damn, what was it? It was something like, what would you do if you lost it all or something? Or oh, It was one of them questions like that. Like, if a, if a millionaire lost it all or something, what would he do? And he's like, or, or maybe it was one of them credit questions. Like, would you rather have this amount of money or this credit score or this much money like per week or something like that. Whatever it was, I can't remember, but the dude was basically like his relationships alone, he'll never be broke. Just off of his relationships. He was like, mm-hmm. my credit score can be zero. He's like, I don't need a credit score. Mm-hmm. Because of his relationships. He's like, I got I got so many solid relationships with people and I've built with so many people. I've added value to so many people. He was like, God forbid, if everything, if shit hits the fan tomorrow, he's like, I can hit him up. I can hit him up. I can hit her up. And they're going to give me what I need. Mm -hmm. And then with what I know, he's like, I can go redo it, re-get it again, and then give them their bread back. I was like, "That's that's where I need to be at, like. Like who could you who could you call? Hey man, you you can you can hit me up, brother. I 
I got some ducats for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hit me up anytime, man. If you or like my man, or like my man when the pan <laughs> when the pandemic when the pandemic first hit. He one of my friends, he tried to one of my friends hit up another one of my friends. And was like, yo, I don't know if the world ending or whatnot. It's looking spooky. This was like when it first happened, like NCAA, mm-hmm. NBA just canceled. Like this is the week the NBA canceled, March Madness got canceled. Everybody was scared. It was like, my boy, he was like panicking. He was like, yo, Blake, get as much money as you can right <laughs> now. Liquidate everything. If you can sell it, sell it. <coughs> He's like, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Have as much cash on hand as you possibly can. Cause we don't know what's gonna happen and we need to be prepared. And I was like, what? And I had some houses on the market too. He's like, bro, sell them for cheap. Get whatever you can out of them right now. Sell them houses. Get this money. He's like, sell it for 50. I don't care what you got to sell it for. Get rid of them. Your lines of credit. Sell it. Pull. <laughs> he was like, your lines of credit. Tap them out. Pull all the money off your lines of credit. You got, you got, what, you got 60,000 line here, a 60,000 line here, <laughs> pull off 60 out, get 120,000 outright, I don't care what you own, <laughs> pull off of the lines of credit, <laughs> max out your credit cards, liquidate your credit cards, it's, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, he was talking like that. <laughs> and my mans was like, and my mans told him, he was like, hey, I think he offered him like 100, like 100 racks or something. He's like, hey, look, I don't know your situation or what this is about to about to turn into, but just know if you need it. And he ain't even, they weren't even talking about no money or nothing. He just random, just Yeah. Yo, what's good, bro? I don't know. I just want to let you know, like, if stuff gets tight for you, bro, I got a honey you can hold till you get back on your feet. He was like, oh, bet good looking, bro. I was yeah. like, really? He just randomly called you just because stuff looked bad and was like, hey, bro, if you need a honey, holler and yeah. just get it back to me when you when you don't need it. I was like, that's that's fire right there, bro. So I'm I was that thinking of him fine. when I heard the dude say the stuff, like, how many people could he hit up? Cause he done helped a lot of people mm-hmm. down here, bro. And this is my man that you met. This is my man that you met that had uh, when we was doing that one stuff when you pulled up the G wagon, the I eight for us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had cool peoples. And off of their relationship, because my man, he's gonna help so many people. Their relationship got started off of he was friends, like good friends, with the realtor. He said he wanted to flip houses or whatever. The realtor linked them with Marlon on some deal and the deal was a was a, a bad deal. My man told him he was like, hey, he told the realtor, he was like, hey, um, this is a terrible deal. Like, why are you trying to get your friend to buy it? Because the realtor was gonna get a his little piece out of it. He's like, this is a terrible deal. Like there's yeah. like there's no way possible he's gonna make any money off. Like you're gonna take a big L on this. Why are you telling why are you telling your man's to buy his deal? 
oh man, look, he don't know, he don't know no better, man. Look, he'll buy it. Just like that's what the realtors tell him. Yeah. My man's off of how solid he is. He was like, he told him, he was like, yo, uh, I don't know what's up with your man's, but don't get this. Like, you're gonna lose a bunch of money. Like, that's how their relationship started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just real. off of. And then they don't made money together and stuff. Man. Right. He owns a bunch of everything he owns ain't got no mortgage on it. Like he just be buying. Mm. I know he got a few houses. I don't know how many, but ain't no ain't no ain't no liens on them hoes. Ain't no mortgages on them. Yeah, just buying them. But I'm like off of that. I'm like I already know this. There's at least. Five to seven people I can just think of off the top of my head that I know they might not might not will give them a hundred, but they will probably give them like twenty, thirty, ten. I'm like that's that's cold. That's, and that's how it should be, bro. Like I always like when uh, because they they've used it so much now, but well I've seen it so much over the years, but. Like it's like a meme where they just talking about if if a dude in your circle ain't got it, if everybody just chip in, it could be ten dollars, it could be a hundred dollars. Like let's just say ten people in the crew, one of them dead broke. If everybody mm-hmm. just chip in a hundred, now he got nine hundred dollars. Yeah, and and you and it's and it won't hurt the exactly. nine people because it's just a little bit. Whole said it's a it's a Jay Z exactly bar for versus. it's a Jay Z bar for any and every life situation. If every nigga in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged, and nobody will fall because everyone will be each other's crutches. Mm. These are my rhymes. <laughs> this is my first album. <laughs> hey, speaking of music, we gonna we gonna wrap it up. This one last thing, bro, because I thought about this. I thought about this last night. My mind be going to such random places, <laughs> bruh. Bow Wow. You just don't know. Bruh, Bow Wow. Bow Wow has been Bow Wow since 1993. No, for real? No. Yes. Yes. That first song came out in '93 to bounce with me. No, no. Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, Bow Wow has been Bow Wow in, like, he was on Arsenio Hall show in 1993. I saw the, uh, I saw the, I saw the YouTube video last night. I don't know how that popped up on my YouTube algorithm. <laughs> Bow Wow. What you 1990. been watching? What you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Bow Wow. I want to make sure it's. Hold up. Bow Wow. Arsenio. 1993, bro. Yeah, that's and he got, And he got stage presence. I don't know if you know or if you've seen Bow Like, Bow Wow's a good performer. Like, think, did you see? You probably ain't see the verses he did with Soldier Boy. Nah, nah, I didn't. But outside of Soldier Boy doing like just funny stuff, mm-hmm. 
like showmanship, like Bow Wow controlled the stage. And like he really was rocking the crowd and he, he's like a good performer. And I'm like, he's been doing it since 93. He should be a people forget that Scream Tour was like the biggest thing, period. And he was right, headlining right. it. But I was just, but I'm thinking about, I got a point that I want to get to. I'm thinking of Bow Wow, and I'm like, all right, Bow Wow was on the Arsenio Hall shows in 1993. Bow Wow's been Bow Wow since 93. Bow Wow has been Bow Wow and basically rich since like 2000. Bow Wow has been Bow Wow in four decades of human existence. He was Bow Wow in the 90s, he was Bow Wow in the 2000s, he was Bow Wow in the 2010s, and he's Bow Wow in the 2020s. Why is consistently winning laughed at? People point fingers and laugh and make fun of this man when they really need to be asking questions on how you did it. Right, right. That's real. But I feel but I feel like the backlash he gets is from the like the Bow Wow challenge stuff. It don't matter. Even before the Bow Wow. Yeah, that Bow Wow Challenge stuff, all right, cool. But that that came and went. Like, why is he still like a joke to people? That Bow Wow Challenge was a moment in time. That was, if you really want to think about it, that was probably like six years ago, seven years ago. But still, it feels like it was a big moment, though. You know what I'm saying? Like... Some stuff happens, and just because it may not be headlines or um, or or you want you may not see the memes as much anymore, but it's just kind of like a thing now. Now it's just kind of like cemented, like you're a joke. I'm just saying, bro. I'm not saying this is what it is, but I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. But I'm just saying, like. Sustained excellence doesn't get the doesn't get the bravo that it that it should get. This man been bow in the nineties, the two thousands, the twenty tens, and the twenty twenties. Yeah, no, this great. man basically been rich. This man basically been rich since he was like a preteen. He's basically been rich since he was like twelve. So let's give Wayne his flowers. Wayne gets his flowers. Bow don't. Like that versus was like a, a little bit of giving him his flowers. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, and not even just talking about him, just like, just in general. We look at people that's doing the stuff consistently for forever, and it's like, you want to give more praise to the to the person that just started this like hot right now versus, yo, you've been doing this. You've been, you've been getting big bags in different ways for a long time. I don't even watch reality TV, but Bow Wow's still getting big bags from producing these reality TV shows. Now. That's how he's getting his money now. That's some like hip hop kids or something show that he's that he's over. Oh, is it? That, that makes sense. Uh, I something, think that um, something Angela Simmons is on the show, and 
but it's like Bow Wow show, like how 50 get all the credit for power and stuff. It's like, this is like Bow Wow show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how this stuff works. You will know better than me, but I'm sure he gets a bigger check than everybody for that producer stuff. For sure. For sure. For sure. He still get brand partnership deals with, he's still probably making multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars with, with, uh, with uh Sarai. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He still he still probably he's still probably getting paid twenty thousand dollars for a club appearance. Mm-hmm. But human nature says that we have a problem with sameness. I, it, like, it's getting big bags. Like, I'll I'll keep it. I know, but I'm just saying keep just it the human same. nature. That's just what it is. That's why that's why people like they just call it different things. Like in basketball or sports, they call it voters fatigue. You can have mm. one person who literally should probably win MVP for ten years straight, but he will never win MVP for ten years straight. Cause of the sameness. Man. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, Bow Wow, if you ever see this, I respect you. And I won't know how you did it. Bro, just think about that, bro. I thought about that last night. I was like, dang, he's been Bow Wow since 93. Yeah. And I and I knew because he's the voice, he's the voice of the little kid on the doggy on Snoop's first album. And that came out in what? Probably around that time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cause Snoop's the one that got him to Snoop's the one that got him to Jermaine Dupree. Like he was around for all that death row stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's what, that's why I saw one time they they was making fun of him on social media too. This might have been a a year or two ago. I saw they had like it's like they covered a. It's either the Vibe magazine or double one of them old hip hop magazines where it's like black background and it's just the heads of everybody on death row. It's like pop. Oh Shug, yeah, yeah, that's the source. Snoop, the source. Bow Wow, oh, source. like like there was a Photoshop. There was a Photoshop uh, of that magazine cover and it had Bow Wow's head in it. A fan sent it to him and he posted it. Everybody was killing him. I was like, he was there. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, they just don't know. But he was there. I was there. But they just they just killing them in the comments. Like I was like, but he, he was there though. Right. That fucking song, what's the song? I just know that they saying. Teachers asking the kids what they want to be. Hey, little Jimmy, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a doctor. Hey, Sarah, what do you want to be? A lawyer. They said, hey, you. Little uh, little kid with the French braids. What do you want to be? He said, I want to be a motherfucking hustler. Then a beat drop. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> like that was Bowell. 
He said, I'm gonna be a motherfucking hustler. Hey, Bow Wow, look, man. We fucking with you. And if you see this and you wanna come and talk, because you're most likely a seven or eight figure entrepreneur, come and talk to my community, which is what this podcast is sponsored by. It's crowded at the top community community of like-minded individuals, all entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs that's focused on getting to the bag. Within this community, instantly get access to every course training and ebook for myself. This information has people having five-figure months, six-figure years, and firing their jobs. Plus, you get additional trainings from other six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs. So bow well. Come on, give a training on how you did it in the community. And each and every single week, a member of that community is given $500. grant you access. That $1, you will get access for an entire week. And uh, if you like it going forward after that, which I know you're going to love it, it's less than a dollar a day going forward. It's literal pennies. www.astonceo.com or text the words I'm in to 859-605-3297. It's crowded at the top.